I keep it realer than real. Fuck all the critics and fuck how they feel. I'm getting money, it is what it is. They wanna know how I did what I did. Don't worry about why I do what I do, bitch. Cause I ain't worried about you, bitch. Nah, I don't wanna be cool, bitch. Still hanging with the same crew. I cut a nigga off and my chest got bigger. Hey. That's my mood today. Apparently, with the trap music. Is that Meg the Stallion? It is Megan the Stallion. I call her Meg. She told me I could call her Meg. She tells you she could, I'm you just could saying. call her Meg. I'm just saying. That's what she told me it was okay if I call her Meg. So you call her Megan if you want to. Happy Pride, you guys. Yes, Pride. Um, Welcome to this week's episode of Lady in a Stud. Blah, 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 blah. Get it together. Um, thank you for being patient. We decided to rework our schedule. Yep. You know, we took a six-month kind of glimpse at, you know, what we've been doing. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, since I'm kind of like the engineer of this whole thing. My baby's the brainchild behind all of it. I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. <laughs> She's the brainchild behind the podcast. She does all the techno shit. I just show up and do as I'm told. Boom. I kind of looked over our past episodes and I said, you know what? Yep. I think we can reduce it to one show. You know, if the show goes 60 to 90 minutes, I'm okay with that. It's once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but that way, we have enough time to get quality material. And with Babe being in school, you know, some things are getting reworked in the family. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just being fair to both of us. Um, and it gives her a little time to catch up on what she wants to discuss. So, welcome to this week's I Am The Lady... And I am the stud. And welcome to the lady in the stud. Right on. So glad to have you guys. Hey, everybody. Hey. How was your pride in your city? Did anybody go out? We went out to um, Pride in St. Pete Mm -hmm. down here in Florida, which is Florida's largest pride. And it totally shocked Stud and I because we're both from the Midwest. She's from Indy. I'm from Ohio. Right. And, you, you know, we have pride, but it's a very... Different, different type of pride. <laughs> like it's not as out. It's, it's in... like a semi pride. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. a comma. Yeah, it's like pride, but, but. <laughs> don't the be fact too loud. We both said that shit, right? <laughs> don't be too loud about your pride. Don't do that. Don't be trying to walk around with rainbows and shit and uh, shouting and thinking a whole bunch of people gonna participate. Listen, I ain't seen so many ass cheeks out, and I'm not talking about women. No. I'm talking about men. The men. And I was living for it, honey. Okay. Every bit of it. It was, <laughs> I think they said it's something like 200,000 people come out. It was huge. Like, we got there, we left the house at about 7. I think the, what time did the parade start? 2 The or parade six? started, well, the actual parade started at 7.15. Okay. Um, we decided to leave, late, leave later in the evening because, as you know, I can't be in the sun and extreme heat like that. Um, and so Stud and I kind of decided we'll go when the sun starts going down because yesterday the temperature here was reading as like 100 degrees. Yeah, so it was hotter than a jalapeno pussy outside Hot yesterday. As fuck. With that being said, we got there about, I don't know, 7.30, 45-ish. Yeah. And we drove around looking for a spot about for a minute. Minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> and so we got there and we kind of found our little spot. We didn't get to like enjoy the vendors, unfortunately, and do all the other cool stuff, but... Just being there and seeing so many people there. I and was, saw the pride. It was and, awesome. You know, gay black men love me. They do. I made some new little, you know, friend friends. Um, and <laughs> it just, you know, it was just a good scene. And me and her both was kind of like, man, I wish we came earlier, but it was so hot. Yeah. Like, we were supposed to meet some people from who listened to the show actually mm-hmm. yesterday. And they overslept. So while we were 
going out to get drinks after, they were already at home, tucked in the bed. They said the beat, the heat wiped them out. Yep. Florida sun wiped them out. The mm-hmm. heat wiped them out. And this is our everyday, y'all. So pretty much, when you hear me say I'm tired, mm-hmm. it's this sun. It's oppressive. I love it. It's slave heat. I love it here. It's heat. It's humidity. If it's 95 degrees, why must the humidity <laughs> match it? You can't breathe. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, it's struggle heat because it's a different kind of hot than it was when we was over in Italy. Yeah, that was rich people's sun. And he, yeah, yeah, like yeah. He, he got you like a golden, crispy brown. You know what I'm saying? It's so you can look exotic and, and tropical and, and beautiful and rich. But over mm-hmm. here, in uh, down here in Florida, struggle heat, my nigga. You know what it I'm saying? The water level. ain't as blue. You the feel water me? Is murky. Okay, the sun <laughs> is hot as fuck. The air hot as fuck. Everything hot as fuck down here. But I absolutely love the heat, so I ain't got no problem with it. It's all good. It's all good. What are some of today's topics? It's a few things I want to talk about. Um, What are some things you want to discuss? Okay, so let's talk about a subject that's close to my heart. And you posted this article earlier this week about adult kids not appreciating their parents. Correct. Similar. Is that kind of like the basis of it? Yeah, it was something... It was along the lines of you're not entitled. Your parents aren't entitled to do anything for you Mm -hmm. and i think they were more so centered towards financially yeah um past a certain age it's almost like you know they get pissed off when their parents decide you know what i'm not gonna pay your phone bill no more i'm getting ready to take you off of my insurance my health insurance um you actually have to buy your own gas make your own car payment you gotta start being a real whole motherfucking adult and it's real out here listen my mama paid one phone bill for me when I was 16. My mama didn't pay no phone bill because I didn't have no cell phone when she was alive. And I, it wasn't even a plan. It was minutes. <laughs> like, she gave me a minute card and was okay. like, well, when you run out these minutes. You on your own. And so I didn't have a phone. So Figure it out. It was a whole year. <laughs> Listen, and I know your mom. She was being generous with that. She, <laughs> she only did it because I was sick as fuck. Yeah, like, we're, I had the kind of parents that was like, I was working at 14. And so I was coming home with tips and my little paycheck and shit. Thinking you was doing it big. And my parents was like, listen, you can't live nowhere for free. You feel me? <laughs> they got me ready for real world, real life Ain't issues. Nothing free in this world. Ain't nothing. You can't live in the white man's house for free. And you can't live in this house for free. So you're going to have to come up off some coins for this light bill, uh, gas bill, water bill, phone bill, rent type situation. I was mm-hmm. like, damn, I'm, I'm still living in the room I was growing up in. I'm 14. I, I'm a freshman in high school. How the hell? Yeah. So I don't understand the mentality of, and, and this goes the same for my own kids. Like, when I threw my daughters out, they were shitty as fuck. But we was going through some things. But listen, you're not going to talk crazy to me in my motherfucking house. I think you're going to stay under this roof. No, you're not. As for you me, you went all black mama. All black mama. Like I, I tapped into my inner black feminine black mama. You really? Did. You ain't. You got to get the hell up out of here. T- telling me what I'm gonna well, do. Before you go into that part, how old Ooh. were they? Uh, the tw- the twins were. Not one people thinking you threw out some little. Ass. Oh no 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 <laughs> no no. The twi- the twins was in their twenties. Okay. Yeah, they was in. They was over twenty one. Okay. Basically, but you got like young uh, like young people in their thirties. Oh yeah, yeah. Feeling real entitled, like t- talking about how their mom and dad ain't shit because yeah. they not paying their bills no more. Listen, you lazy motherfuckers out there, and if you can hear, are you if you're in the within the sound of my voice. 
and you can hear me, you lazy, no good, spoiled motherfucker, you. Okay, and I said it, and I meant it, and I said it the way I wanted to say it, too. I hope you took it exactly how I said it. How dare you get pissed off at your parents who've been working your whole motherfucking life to provide a life for you, to do what's right for you. You are in a position to be on your own. You make your own motherfucking money. You might even have your own place. And instead of doing what your parents raised you to do or be, which is a good fucking human, and maybe take what you're getting or the blessings that you're receiving and help your parents out and tell your mom and dad, you know what? I'm grown now. You ain't got to pay my bills no motherfucking more. Uh, not, don't throw motherfucking in there, especially if you got <laughs> black parents. But what I'm saying is, is that you tell your parents, you know what? It's time for me to take care of you now. Yeah. I'm on my own now. Like, I, it's time for me to, I done saved up a little mom, money, mama and daddy. Or if you were raised in a single parent home, go pay your mama's motherfucking utility bills. Don't even tell her. Just take, go down to the light company. Or go steal one of her utility bills. Because some of y'all had to teach our parents how to pay their bills online. So you got their fucking information. Mm-hmm. Okay? Get online and pay your parents' utility bills or their phone bill. Or or do something good for your parents to show them. You know what? I just want to show you and let you know I love and appreciate every sacrifice that you made for me. If your parents look at you and they're shocked that you're doing this, you're the motherfucking problem. You know, the thing is... For some reason, like I was looking at the comments, it was on Madame Noir actually. Um, people kept centering this around people wanting the parent not wanting to parent anymore. My mom, at the right age that I'm at, I'm a smooth 33, I'll be 34 next Saturday. Yes, Lord. My mother owes me shit. Not a damn thing. My mama owes me now. What she does still owe me is love. Yeah. She does still owe for, me. For the rest of your life. Yeah, for the rest of my life. Yeah. She owes me um, whatever emotional support she can afford to give mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Because she has her own storm. Yeah. She has her own issues. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I didn't ask to be here. I'm pretty sure I shot the fuck out of her too. Because <laughs> she went 13 years not having a baby okay. after my brother. Okay. And here I come in the womb. But Hello. Even, even that ain't your fault. It wasn't my fault. But... My mother did what she, she did right by me with the tools that she had Mm -hmm. at the time and the wisdom she had at the time. And yes, could things have been better? Yes. Could she have made better choices? Yes. But to hold this thing, and I kept seeing a lot of comments that were like, well, parents need to keep that same energy as they get old. You never know who you're going to need. That's fucking abusive, you fucking entitled rat. Yeah. Yeah. That's some abusive-minded shit. You are horrible human. To think you're going to threaten your parents. Come on, man. To do what you want them to do for you, you for the rest of your trash-ass life. <laughs> trash-ass you garbage-ass human. Oh, my God. And using the thing of, <laughs> well, you owe me. What, what the fuck do they owe you? What do they really owe you? You couldn't take care of yourself. You couldn't wipe your own ass. You couldn't feed yourself. You couldn't provide a, a place for you, yourself, to live. Listen. I could barely do that at 25. Now. Do you hear me? Okay. I mean, and granted, in my 20s, I did suffer from some entitlement still with my mom. I had a lot of anger toward my mother. I've spoken very transparent mm-hmm. about my experiences mm-hmm. growing up. I had a drug-addicted father. One whole side of my family was drug-addicted, and then the other side of my family had nothing to do with us. Yeah. So it was this weird space where... I didn't really have a play, a safe haven as a kid, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. then I didn't have an affectionate mother. I've never heard I love you from my mom, maybe mm-hmm. one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
Where was I going? The weed hit. I'm, I'm, nigga, you smoke? I didn't smoke, but the effects of smoking weed hit me. I was going to say you smoked. Mid conversation. And I didn't know that you smoked. I smoked last night because I had the migraine. While I was asleep? I did because the migraine came back. Let's not get off subject. Let's not. Okay, you was talking about how your mama don't owe you. Yeah, she doesn't owe me anything. And so in my 20s, I went through a lot of, I don't know if it was entitlement or anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some so lashing out years. I had lashing out years yeah. where I was like, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And, and then one day I sat and thought about it and said, this woman kept me on her top notch A1 insurance until I was 27. Listen. She now, took out student loans for me. Legally, parents can't keep their kids on their insurance past the age of 24. I was on, my mother was an RN. Mm-hmm. So she had the top of the top of the top insurance top notch of top the world. notch of the world not just the city craig but the world so at 33 now that i have my own and i've gone through i understand the sacrifice mm-hmm. this woman was paying good money out her check before it even hit her account <laughs> okay and i didn't her take, money i didn't even take advantage of the fucking Cause your ass because you just knew you was the shit like oh my medicine is two dollars okay my mom was paying all the money toward that but you know what when you in your 20s you fucked up sometimes you are a fucked up human you you know like you you go through those years of entitlement or you think that you know every fucking thing your parents don't know shit you feel what i'm saying like you have those moments of entitlement even if you you know you have the best parents on the face of the earth you still gonna find something wrong with you still still something's gonna be wrong with your mama and your daddy i mean we get it i was I was in my 20s once too. Listen, my mom didn't know shit. She had been on this earth 40 some odd years before me. And you wasn't getting ready to tell me she knew the struggle that I was going through in my 20s. It was new. Okay. I was on on some new, new shit. Okay. We in a whole different world. It's a different generation. We're not in the backwoods of Tennessee. You know what I'm saying to me? You don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's like out here in these streets to be in, in your 20s, to be single. I'm working, mama. You don't. You couldn't have possibly gone through this. Listen, she went through that and more. more okay, with less. <laughs> Do you hear me? I remember my mom used to tell me when I was born. You know, she had a drug addict husband. She had a 14 year old son. She had a newborn daughter. Mm-hmm. She was on welfare and she was working at a nursing home, making like three dollars an hour. Damn this shit. And she was like, I worked. I had to put, you know, wash the clothes. And she said, so imagine all the heat smelling yeah. shit in a yeah. dryer. Yeah. And this was what she did to get through nursing school. Mm-hmm. And so it's like nothing I've done in my life could compare to that. To that. Nothing. So when she got her big, nice job making 40 an hour. Okay. Because she, des- she deserved it. Because I felt entitled still. You, you, She owed you some of that 40. And I'm thinking like she juggled a child, newborn, Come on. nursing school, Come on. a teenage son, a husband that was fucked up, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, brothers that was all drug addicts, abusing her parents and shit. Mm-hmm. And she literally was just a workhorse yeah. trying to survive, get out of her situation. Yeah, And I, and listen, y'all, we're not talking about parents who abandon their children. No, we're not. That's, that's a totally not, different that's, situation. That's not what we're talking about. They're trash. Talk, yeah, they're trash humans. Okay. So, and you know what's fucked up is that. You got parents out here abandoning their kids, women out here pimping their kids, fathers out here doing horrible things to their kids, and those same kids will love their parents till the end of fucking time. Because they're trying to prove something. Yeah, they they will literally walk through fire for those fucked up human beings. But if you have parents out here juggling two, three jobs, they in school, they trying to make sure everything you need is taken care of. They trying to make sure that, you know, while you in high school, you might have the flyest clothes or you have something nice, clean and press to wear every day you got food in the house you got a roof over your head you come home and you flick on that fucking light you got fucking lights and shit 
Have you if you've ever paid a light bill, I appreciate the fuck out of these lights. Listen, I go through here and turn off every fucking light. But when that energy bill comes through, when it's one seventy one, listen. It does, it's, it's just me and you in this motherfucker. something on my heart. You feel me? I get so... I be like, where the fucking candles at? You kill me, okay? Okay. We got, I can go to Bath and Body Works once a month. Spend a good $30, $50. We gonna have some romance in this motherfucker on a budget. Who needs lights? You, I don't need it. Where's some solar lights? We gonna go to the fucking store and look up that shit. Well, I don't think you understand what I'm saying But then you. we gotta power everything. Either way, they get us. Okay. Either way, they get us. Even when we try to save, <laughs> goddamn it, they get us. But the fact of the matter is, is that like I'm the youngest of seven. Mm-hmm. So my parents took care of seven fucking humans mm-hmm. provided for raised fed clothed bathed sporting events music events ass whoopings disciplinary proud of seven lives my fed. parents provided for every day took it my mother was a cashier at a shoe repair shop and my father was a fucking janitor seven humans off of those salaries off of those paychecks and yet, here I was in my 20s, mistreating my mother and my parents because I was like, you know what? I don't appreciate the fact that you, you went out on a limb and signed papers for my brothers to go to college, okay? Mm-hmm. And you helped them go to school, but I had to do it on my fucking own because by the time I, they got around they me, have nothing they didn't do. have nothing. And I didn't understand that. that I was like, but I'm like, still your child, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I think what it is, a lot of people don't look at their... And I'm sorry to cut you off. You're fine. I don't think... One thing in your 20s you don't see is that your parents are still humans. Yeah. They're, sometimes they're still struggling. They, they, more than likely they are. Yeah. And, you know, you can say, well, you know, they should have prepared. You know what? Life comes at you fast, bitch. You're not motherfucking prepared. Okay. Life, and I'm calling you that for a reason. Yeah. Because some of y'all have this thing that you think you're the perfect blueprint of some mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. And you're going to really learn your flaws once you have a child. Listen, you're going to learn your flaws when you get out here and you got to decide, do I put gas in my tank? Or do I pay my utility bills? Which is more And these important. are real... Co- and it's just me and you right now. <laughs> okay. Like, it's been times where I was like... And my wife gets so mad at me. The other day she came in and she was like, Babe, I got my medicine for only $10. Okay. Because that means our deductible went down. Hype. And it's because y'all know last month I was in the fucking hospital. Yes, she was. And that brought our deductible. We met the minimum now. Yeah. So now our medicine is affordable. And I said, Ooh, I can get my inhaler. Bitch, I chose not to breathe. Okay. Okay. I've been walking around with the same goddamn inhaler that they gave me at the ER last September because my inhaler cost so much money. Taking little breaths, my nigga. Listen, oxygen was valuable. Okay. And that's why I, was like, I can't even argue, Kelly. It's not, I'm not wasting air. <laughs> Because I don't have the inhaler. On your ass. <laughs> like, these are real adults. Now, I'm thinking in my 20s and in my teens, like, any medicine I needed, my mom got it. Yeah. Any yeah. issue. Now, yes, there were things, like, I always say, my mom had some negligent ways. Mm-hmm. But she was preoccupied with just existing. And we're not making excuses. Right. I'm looking at, I'm just looking at her human experience. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes we don't view our parents still as human. Right. Like, when was the last time... Um, and I'm I'm speaking specifically to our viewers that we you picked up the our viewers. I'm, I'm speaking. I'm audience. claiming that. I'm claiming yes. that viewers. I'm claiming that our audience. You picked up the phone and you asked your parents, "Do you need anything?" I, I'm I'm not calling because I want something. I'm just calling to find out. Do you need you need some groceries? Mm-hmm. It, are all the utility bills paid this month? Do you have gas in your car? Mom, let me take you to go get your nails and feet done. If you see your mama walking around. And her nails and feet ain't done, or your daddy need a haircut. Let, let me just pop. Let me just go spend some time with you. Let's let's go to your barber and get your haircut. That haircut's on me. 
You know, I can't do a whole lot. I, sometimes I still struggle by myself. But if you ain't got $15 to give to your mom and daddy, your daddy for a haircut or 20 or 25 or whatever the case may be, or go, look, take your pop's car. Let me tell you how much he going to appreciate this shit. Or your mama. Go clean that motherfucker out. Take it to the car wash. Mm-hmm. Clean it out. Mm-hmm. And fill his gas tank up. When I say he going to be like, I got the best fucking child mm-hmm. in the whole. Let me tell you, he going to brag for weeks at the barbershop. Let me tell you what my son or my daughter did. Mm-hmm. Okay, came over on Saturday and was like, Pop, let me get the keys to your car. You know, I'm running out of gas. I'm, I'm just, I just need to run a quick errand, whatever. Let me, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or just go over there and cut their fucking grass. Yeah. Though you ain't got to ask permission. It's a gift of appreciation. It's just showing them, you know what, I love you. And sometimes yeah. I, you may not always have material things to give right. to your parents. But you got your fucking time. You got your fucking effort. That's going to mean the world to them. Go over there and clean up the fucking kitchen. This situation with my mom in the hospital that we're going through. This was the biggest display of appreciation my mom listen, has ever shown to me. Listen. When she said... I thank you. I know I done messed up in the past, but I'm I'm fortunate to have a daughter yeah. that cares enough to make sure I'm treated right. That was monumentous. That was big for you. To, that was a stride. That was a that was a stride for you guys. She almost made me cry. My mama a thug. Okay. Y'all don't know my mama. OG triple OG OG. If you ever follow my, I'm gonna put my mama picture up on the Instagram with the cigarette dangling mm-hmm, out her mouth. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to keep in mind that in this picture, my mama was a smooth 21. She was a whole fucking mood. <laughs> That is my mom. That's what I come from. Okay. okay. So when I say I'm a hard bitch at times, man, I can be hard. But just her showing, like that to me was, I didn't have to give her money. It was the fact that I put the energy in. Yeah. You looked out for your mama. You I looked out her. for my mom. You protected her. Yeah. Yeah. And so all the arguments, and I told my wife, I said, you know, I just. I see my my mom's a human. Mm-hmm. You know, she I'm just a part. I'm just a, a space in her whole journey. Yeah. But her journey didn't begin and it doesn't end and it doesn't evolve around mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. She has her own journeys and paths and and tests and challenges that she has to go through personally mm-hmm. that are totally separate from me. Mm-hmm. And so how dare I put myself in a position where I'm the center of your eye because you chose to have me. Yeah. No, she chose to have me because she wanted to. Yeah, Absolutely. she loved me. Because she could have not. She could have not. Yeah. But no part of that did she say, well, I'm going to sacrifice my entire being. Yeah, for you. For you. I'm going to forget about me now. Completely. Because here's the way I look at it. As it, your parents get older, they have less and less. Come on, man. They make less. They either retire. They get sickly. Mm-hmm. It now goes from them being about you to you being about them. And, and, and imagine how your parents might feel knowing that. When they get too old to work, that you're not going to be someone that they can count on to be there for them. Imagine how it makes your parents feel if they... If like a failure? Yeah. Like, shit. Like, what, what, what... They're, like, probably asking themselves, what are we going to do? Yeah, like, what did I do? I, I remember my mom used to tell me that in my 20s. She's like, she used to tell me that, like, because I was so shitty in my 20s. I can admit that. I was a shitty, shitty, shitty Was you 20. a trash-ass I was human? a trash-ass until about 26. Okay. Um... And I remember her saying, like, well, I know I can't count on you when I get old. Mm, damn. Because I was so hateful toward her. Yeah, yeah. I was so, because that entitlement. Mm-hmm. You know, I just felt like when my dad died, like, she should have did more. She And I didn't realize my mom was in her own grief. Yeah. She had just buried her husband. Her mother died next. Her brother died on her birthday. Mm. And she had a sick-ass teenage daughter mm-hmm. with brain seizures. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, well... 
why you know she shouldn't have focused on me yeah that's the ideal thing yeah but when you lose four people in a year including your mother your husband your brother like that's a lot what else did i i, I you know and her human experience was that was, was done that's a lot yeah that's she it, it was so bad she took a year off from work she was grieving she was in she was in a deep grieving state yeah she used to take and so i had to separate in my 30s i didn't understand that until i hit 30 like you know, my mom was in her own grief, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, if you went textbook, yeah, there are things she should have did. Yeah, maybe she should have got us a family counselor and shit. I mean, but you know what, when real life happened, you don't think of none of that fucking shit you see on TV and right. Dr. Oz and shit. Don't believe that shit. You figure, you go by what you've been taught and mm-hmm. what you feel. Mm-hmm. And also, too, think about that, the age that your mom is. Yeah. Like, even though she was in medicine, she was an RN. I get it. But the age group that your mom, your mom is in her 60s. They, there was no, we're going to get a family. Council. Oh, no. No, no, no. No. Because black people didn't do that shit. Yeah, my mom is 65. My dad died. She had me at 31. Mm-hmm. And so my dad died when I was 17. Mm-hmm. So she was in tur- walking towards 50. Yeah. She you know, get no there was no fun. family she, counseling. No, no, this no. is new. This whole self-help shit is new. And, and self-care, that's new. new. So if you have an older parent, you got to realize that wasn't their norm. Mm-mm. And you can't fault them. You, you was, they was going to take you to church. And she didn't do church. She tried to do church and that went bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she did what she thought was best. She hung out with her sisters. Mm-hmm. And they took trips. They went to Vegas. They went gambling. Yeah. And she stayed in her room. And now at 30, as I now I, that I've gone through extreme depression, I can now look back and say my mother was going through depression. Yeah, absolutely. She wasn't ignoring me. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with me. Yeah. My mom was depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, so let your parents be human. You you know, holding grudges. Now, like we said, we're not talking about the parents who are absolutely horrible, yeah. who have abused you sexually, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically. Toxic parents. Toxic parents. Learn what toxic really means. Stop throwing that, throw word, that around. word around. Stop throwing it around like maybe it's you saying I love you the way y'all motherfuckers throw that word around. Just because a parent doesn't do what you want them to do doesn't mean they're toxic. Or just because a parent can't pay your way through college or they can't buy you a new car or your parents can't write you a check to make your problems go away does not mean that they're toxic parents. You know what? It means that they're in their own struggle. They're trying to do their own own motherfucking thing and they've done what they're supposed to do by you you a whole motherfucking adult you grown you are grown so if you're gonna be grown like when you look at your mom and be like my mom grown now okay well you know what you gotta you gotta back that shit up you gotta walk the walk if you really gonna talk to talk the talk and that means that you know what Mama can't keep paying your cell phone bill when she got her own bill to take care of. Mama might not be able to get your hair done and your nails done. Mama might not be able, she might not have that $20 that you need for gas. Budget your fucking money better. Go see a financial advisor. You never know how that's going to turn your situation around to where you can come to your mama and be like, Mama, I got some great advice about my finances. I want to talk to you about it. I want you to go see my financial advisor. He's done wonderful my finances. Let me take your car, go clean it out and fill up your gas tank. Now I don't have to come to you and ask you for money. I can help you out. You never know how it's going to change your perspective and change your life. Stop calling your parents toxic just because you can't have every fucking thing that you want. It stresses them out. And if you don't realize this enough at this very moment while you're listening to this podcast and you're like, damn, how fucked up was I in my 20s? Your parents stress out enough. They're stressed out enough. They raised you. 
your teenage years stressed them out. They had to teach you how to drive. They had to teach you about getting on birth control. They had to teach you about contraceptives. You know what I'm saying? They had to, te- they had to, when you had heartache, when your heart was broken by some motherfucker, you just knew, loved you. You was going to spend the rest of your life with that person. You understand what I'm saying? And you went to your mom and your daddy and you cried on their lap or on their shoulder. That stressed them out because they don't want to see the child that they love and raised be hurt. So they, they've done what they've supposed to do. Now it's time for you to return that to them. That's what they're owed at this point. Yeah. I remember my mom always used to tell me the only thing you need to do, and my dad before he died was, the only thing you need to do is to do how we raised you. Do right. Yeah. Be, be a good, good human. Be a good human. You know, we raised you to, you know, make good decisions and, and not be a criminal and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah. that was all they wanted. Like, and so, and, and your actions represent your parents. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think that that that's really dawned on a lot of people. Like when you go out here in the world, and you if you're not an adult who contributes positively to society, if you're a drug addict, if, if you're an alcoholic, if you're an abuser, if you're a narcissist, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. y'all some toxic motherfuckers. You want to talk about narcissism? Y'all horrible people. Listen, mm-hmm. I I don't like y'all. I'm gonna let y'all know your actions and who if you a hoe out here if you out here hoeing in these motherfucking streets if you beat females you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. to you if, if you out here getting arrested if you got a if you got a rap sheet a mile motherfucking long you are a, a bad fucked up human and that is a direct reflection on your parents people are looking at you like where did your mom and daddy go wrong was you born from a fucking egg my nigga like was you hatched what the fuck is wrong with you? Did you say hatched? I did. Like hatched out of a fucking egg. Like, did you not get enough hugs when you was young? You are a poor representation of the goodness that they poured into you. Either that or you got a spirit attached to you. You might want to go see somebody about that. All I'm saying is, and I know this for a fact. Listen, I'm speaking from experience. I have a horrible human. I have. She's working her way out of it. I love her to death. But she was really fucked up for a minute. And that was a direct reflection on me as a parent. At least I felt like it, it was. And I know that I poured goodness into her. I know that I worked two or three jobs at times to provide for her and give her the things that she need. I know that I've been there when she's had... when she Listen, right now, if she was going through something horrible, she's going to pick up the phone and call me. Even though she has not been the best child to me. She has not been the best person that I've raised her to be. She will pick up the phone. She will call me and she will cry and she will wail and she will say, mama, 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 mama. And I'm going to sit there and listen. I am. And I'm going to tell her that I love her and I'm going to give her some good advice. And I'm going to tell her before the phone call is over, I love you. And if you need me, I'm going to be here for you, period. And she has not been a good human. She has not. She owes me now. It's not the other way around. But my love for her will never run out. Just like with your parents. The love that they have for you will never run out. Mm -hmm. It it, it is unchanging. If if it changes at all, it just continues to grow. They Mm want to see you be great people. They want to see you flourish. They want to see you happy. They want to see you successful. They want to see you you wealthy. They want to see you smart. They want to see you doing what you're passionate about and what you love. But what your parents don't want is for you to belittle and demean them for the sacrifices they made for you for your entire life. That's some dirtball shit. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all really need to check yourself. Pick up the phone and call your parents and tell them I'm sorry. They're going to be like, what's what? mm-hmm. What's the matter with you? What, what's going on? Did something happen? They're going to be like, what you sorry about? What's wrong? I'm sorry for being a pain in your ass. I'm sorry for all the hell that I put you through. I'm sorry for those times when you just you were just really trying to look out for me and talk to me. And I thought I knew everything. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for 
you know, slamming the door to my bedroom. I'm sorry for the times that I use profanity in your in our house, in in your home, in, in your presence. Uh, I'm sorry for hanging up on you. I'm sorry for rejecting you. I'm sorry for being a trash ass human being. I, I apologize. I just want you to know that I love you. Next weekend we going out. Take your parents to a movie. Treat your parents to a night out. You'll treat your boo to a night out. Listen, if my mother and father would see her, my mother loved going to the movies. Mm-hmm. My mother loved the show. They would pile us up in the car, and I always had to be in the trunk because I was the smallest. You know, it's it's cool. It's whatever. Um, <laughs> I had to be in the trunk because I was the smallest. I was the youngest. And so my parents, would, my mother would pile us up in her Cadillac. She had a, a Fleetwood Cadillac four-door. That mug was cold. It was black with a tan top mm-hmm. and had a sunroof, but it was huge. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and take us to the drive-in, mm-hmm. right? Every damn near every weekend. If my parents were alive today, and they, if their if their health was good and they was in a good state of mind, I would be treating my parents to some shit, mm-hmm. legit. Like my mother, I probably would have. When I was in real estate heavy, and I was making, I probably would have bought my parents a new home. I absolutely like my mother had always wanted a ranch-style house mm-hmm. where she didn't have steps to climb. You know what I'm saying? Because she, you know, she had some health issues. I probably would have bought my parents a new house mm-hmm. and really been able to bless my mother and father like that and just thank them for everything that they did for me that's all we're saying you know show a little appreciation everything's not about as long as you're in this state of where i'm entitled or i'm old i think that's the immaturity in us yeah. you know when you can't view your parents for just you know yes they are your parents yes they did you know at some point choose that go through with carrying you out and having a child mm-hmm. but they still are human they still have flaws just because you can become a parent doesn't mean that you come you know perfect yeah and you come perfectly equipped and, yeah you know you have this in savings and you have a 401k and you have iras mm-hmm. and all this other shit mm-hmm. you know sometimes all they have to give is you know wisdom enough to get you through school and and hopefully some love yeah and it'll save your life you know and that's it that's all and so sorry we went on a rant with that shit that shit means a lot to us it does her father is deceased my mother and father both are deceased and i know that if her dad was here like we may not have moved like if our parents were still alive my parents were still alive we may not have moved this far away but at the same time we would have we would still be i know you would be treating your dad to some shit I would mm-hmm. be taking my father go to go get his haircut. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we would be going to get our haircut together at, at my barber, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Or I, I would be taking my mom. Me and me and the girls would be taking my mom shopping, mm-hmm. something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you're fortunate enough to still have your parents, reach out because they're not gonna be here forever. They're not. The more time you waste being angry at them, is time that you cannot get back. And I'm living proof of that. I'm telling you right now, I can't get that time back with my daughters that they used up or they or the time that they don't call or they don't reach out or they don't just pick up the phone and say, Mommy, you know what? I was just thinking about you. I just wanted to call and tell you I love you. I didn't want nothing. You know, cash after your parents some money for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It's a, it's a, it's a subject that's close to my heart. My bad. My babe's like, we got to wrap that yeah, shit up. Yeah, because my wife can be long with I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> We're going to move on to the next subject. We done, we done ran y'all through enough. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Go I ahead, baby. I had to wrap it up, y'all. Go ahead, Okay. Baby. So, speaking of that, the other day, my wife and I were having a conversation that was kind of random. We were driving somewhere, and she brought up um, disciplining. Mm. You know, being that we are now at the stage <laughs> where... We are about to become parents together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
Hopefully by next year it'll be a little one. Okay. Um, so we started having the conversation about disciplining. You know, we both have two different ways of viewing it. <laughs> um, my wife is the enforcer. You know, she's a disciplinarian. I believe in disciplining through different ways. I do still think that some children... I hate to say some children do only respond to physical repercussions, Uh but I think it should be tried after you've tried different things. Right. Um, I, for one, was a child Mm -hmm. that didn't respond to being hit. Mm -hmm. Um, I did. I got angry. That's all it did. It made me angry, but it did build up a fear. Now, some people say fear and respect are the same. It built up a fear of my father. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and in turn, I did respect him, I guess, you know, because I didn't want to feel that wrath, Yeah. but it didn't make me look at the problem, which mm-hmm. is the action I did. Yeah. Whereas one summer, and I always tell this to my friends, I remember I came home. Um, my dad thought I was smoking weed. <laughs> I wasn't, I'm not lying. It was my best friend. Mm-hmm. She left her little sack over there. Okay. And my, at that point, my dad, there was no more hitting, you know, I was 14, 15, and this man decided to strip my whole bedroom down <laughs> and treat my bedroom like a jail cell where he took out my bed frame. He left my bed on the floor. Treat you like he was a fucking um, prisoner. He took my music. I couldn't listen to Mariah Carey or nothing. He said my music was bad influences. <laughs> um, I couldn't leave my room except to use the bathroom and to eat. Damn. So I was on lockdown for a three month summer vacation. Damn. Now... That was my most valuable life lesson. Wow. It made me very particular about friendships, people I associated with, because even though I didn't do the crime, motherfucker, you I did, did the, the time. time. You okay? did it. You did that. While this bitch was living her best whole life, <laughs> I'm sitting in a room looking at four walls. <laughs> I had put my address on the door with nail polish. Like, I was a whole different person. Okay. <laughs> I was so depressed and people would yell through my window like you ain't out yet no you so fucking dramatic (laughs) so disciplining what's your perspective listen i'm old school with the discipline i was raised in a household where first of all my father was military 20 years in the military my mother was a southern belle she was a lady but at the same time she was raised in the south so right. if you have parents who was raised in the South, and my father was born in, in Norfolk, Virginia. Shout out to Norfolk, and uh, shout out to Beth Page, Tennessee, where my mom was born and raised. Listen, if 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 you have parents, older parents, you know what it is. You can you can you're not getting ready to raise your your voice to me in this house. Mm-hmm. You damn sure not getting ready to do no cussing. Mm-hmm. You damn sure ain't getting ready to tell me who, what, where, when, how, and why. Okay, my mother hit me with the. I pay the cost to be the boss. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So what that means is you shut the fuck up and you do as you're told. You do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. I had them kind of parents. My father believed in ass whoopings. He was a firm believer in, he was like a samurai with that fucking belt. I'm telling you right now, it was like, if it was a sword, I would have been chopped the fuck up. Okay. Like I got an ass whooping one time. For not picking up the trash on the porch fast enough. Mm -hmm. I think my father might have been suffering from some PTSD shit. But here's the thing. When my father said for you to do something, he meant do it right then. Not when you felt like it. Not when you wanted to move. Not when your favorite show went off. I'm listening to this song. No. If he told you, if he told me, Kelly, go get the broom and dustpan and sweep the front porch. Pick up the trash. Throw it away. Right motherfucking now. And I didn't move. I'm getting my ass whooped. My, I watched him discipline my brothers. My brothers are like 6'2", 6'4". My father might have been like 5'10", 5'11". He didn't give a shit. 
You're going to get these hands today. You feel me? My wife, on the other hand, ain't on that tip. She's she's about, let's talk about it. I'm not about let's talk, but I think... I think that's where the the psychology background comes in. I just feel like you have to fill out, you have to really learn your children, and you have to learn their um, what makes them tick mm-hmm. and what they respond to. So, like I said, I was one child who, yeah, the beatings did, you know, <laughs> make me, you know, sit down for a while. Right. But the whole point was so I learned a lesson. Mm-hmm. Now, the lesson sometimes was just not get caught. Yeah. Um. So I don't have to go through this shit next time. <laughs> But I learned more when my parents sat down and they removed something from me. Mm -hmm. Something that I cared about. You know, so if I got a whooping, it was just I got a whooping. Mm -hmm. But when they took away something that mattered to me, Mm -hmm. because I was such a sentimental person and I was so fucking emotional, Mm -hmm. it hurt me more. And I really was like, man... I must have really messed up. Yeah, like, well, like what did I do? Yeah, and and it made me like I like the like I said the lesson was it made me learn you know be cautious of who your association. Did it make you think? Yeah, it be it made me more particular about my friendship. My parents didn't give a fuck about what you thought. Am I so? It made me think. <laughs> no, but that was the thing. So I never repeat the behavior. I got you. Yeah, and so that's my take. Well, I think, but like I said, I do say certain children. Yeah. Only respond to physical confrontation. Yeah, like um I'm uh with us be- okay, so this will be my second round with being a parent. Mm-hmm. Obviously the twins are grown. Mm-hmm. They're in, they're in their 20s. They'll be 24 this year. Mm-hmm. So I get to start this journey all over again mm-hmm. with our child or twins that we may end up have twins running her family. My daddy was a twin. Yeah. And so if I could get her pregnant with me being a Gemini twin, Giving birth to twins. We gonna have a set. Okay. Boom. I'm gonna do it again. Bow. Get that ass. I mean, what I'm saying is, is that I have to learn a different way of parenting. Because kids today don't respond to shit the same way that I had to respond to shit when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And I was in my 20s when I had my girls. Like, I was 22 when I got pregnant. 23 when I had them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I was a whole... I I wasn't a whole adult myself. Right. I wasn't, and I didn't understand it at the time that I wasn't. I wasn't even fully responsible for myself mentally, like with my own needs. Obviously, because I was working, mm-hmm. I was on my own to take care of myself. Yeah, but like to raise two human beings mm-hmm. at such a young age is a lot. Is a lot. So I, if my listen, I did what my parents did mm-hmm. because because that's all you knew. Well, it, there there was that, but also too, I I felt like I turned out to be a good person. Yeah. So my parents had to do something right. right. So I just repeated what the fuck they did. I was like, shit, it worked for my mom and daddy. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely going to work for me. I got this shit down to a science. You know, I know how to threaten a small child. That ain't shit to me. Okay? I know how to give that look. when she said that to me, I was like, what? What? I know how Why to threaten. Why threatening small children? I know. Because sometimes they need that shit in their life. Because kids will try you. They will. Try they will try you. Like So when a child looks at you. And they know they're doing something wrong. And they looking right at you. That's a test right there. Oh, yeah. They're, they're seeing how far the line can go. Yeah. 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 Like they, they it's really, like an I dare you. Or when they get angry with you and they try to act out with that shit, I am going to change your whole motherfucking life. I'm getting ready to make you brand new in the Lord. You get ready to have a religious experience that you did not know existed with me. I'm from that old school where you don't crack jump, you don't crack gum in church. Get that right, gum. Get yeah. that gum. Like I had to sit with my grandmother in the pew mm-hmm. at church. My we grandmother didn't... wouldn't even give me gum. I yeah, had yeah, a mint. yeah. 
And you was lucky to get that. You because feel me? Because if I pop gum, all of them would look at me. Yeah, yeah. Like, the hell are you doing in church? Popping that gum. And the pastor is preaching. Popping that gum. Give it to me. Give it to me right now. Things like that. Like, And you knew something horrible was coming after that by the mm-hmm. way they were saying it. Like, if they took you to the bathroom, that's your life. You dead. You gonna die in the bathroom at church with this ass whooping you got coming. But I, I grew up in a place where parents didn't have a problem being violent with their kids. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm getting ready to imitate this same motherfucking thing. I, I can't... Parental violence. Listen, it's real in these streets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's real. If my mother looked at me and said, you want me to take you to that bathroom? I had to straighten up immediately. It wasn't no, well, honey, do you want, do you want the toy or not? Like, make a decision. I don't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah. yeah like That's I- my new thing with children. <laughs> I don't negotiate with terrorists. And they will terrorize. And now, don't get me wrong. I love kids. I am a child. You are. I do. I love me some kids. Kids, my grandbaby can get damn near anything she want out of me. And she's only one years old. 14 months. Going on 15 months. And that little girl, all she got to do is stick her hand out. She ain't even got to say, I won't. I'm be like, give it to her right now. Let her have it. Because I said so. I look at my daughter and be like, she says she won't it. Give it to her. And she looking at me like, who are you? But see, now she's going to learn. Yeah. Because now she's on the other hand. So now her her emotional maturity is about to expedite. Absolutely. So her 24-year-old daughter moment. Yeah. Are going to now slowly evolve because now she's having to deal with the same shit yeah. she put me through. Yeah, it, but worse because my grandbaby, listen, well, has been giving her hell, <laughs> and all I can do is I'm like I'm here for the comments. I get my popcorn and I watch the motherfucking show. <laughs> you mean, though, this is how you should be like. You remember when you told me what I should have done? Okay. <laughs> remember when you said that to mommy? Here it come, here it come. Give it to her. Let me see what you do. Okay. <laughs> I want to see how you handle this, new millennium mom. I want to see how how's this going to work out. I remember I saw an article of a lady who said um, she was so exhausted from whooping her child. Like, she had just gave up one day. Mm-mm. And she said they were in the store, and the little baby, just, the kid threw themselves on the floor and just threw this whole tantrum, right? right? Screaming, everything. And she was like, you know, my usual answer to that was to whoop him. Mm-hmm. And she said she was so tired that day because she had her other two kids and he knew this was the worst time to do it. She's like, he was thinking. Yeah. Like, this was a time to do it. This, I'm about to, he's like, I'm about to get on mommy's fucking nerves. She said she put the mother kids in that cart and she threw herself on the ground too. <laughs> and she started screaming and kicking. And all of a sudden he stopped and looked at her like he was embarrassed. <laughs> like, what are you doing and out she here? she was like, he never did it again. That's what's That's up. That's some shit I would do. Don't oh, we want to act ass? Make sure I'm not with y'all when y'all do that shit. Okay. I'm sitting here looking at you and our child have a fucking temper tantrum. But the thing was, he didn't respond to the whoopings. Yeah. It just made him whatever. Well, but he got embarrassed. As far as I'm concerned, she wasn't doing it right. It's in the wrist. Oh, you gosh. feel me? It's in the wrist. You got to send them to school. You can't send them babies to school with marks because you go to jail you now. You know what? I do not condone. Okay. I'm just being honest. You can't send your kids to school with like whelps and shit. So you got to get it in your wrist. So you when, know, you, when you whip around, you know what I'm saying? When you got them and you whip around, you got to make sure your wrist is on point when you whoop that ass. You feel me? Yeah. Like, And don't put them in the tub after a whooping. I'm just giving some really solid advice. You know what? We're going to end that part right there. But Okay, (laughs) that part right there. But at the same time, what I was going to say about my grandbaby was, but at the same time, when she act up, you get on. I get in that ass. She does. Yeah, to the point when my daughter be still, she be like, oh, shit, you about to get it. (laughs) Homie's going to whoop your... Girl, you better quit doing that. Like, she be trying to warn her own child. Like, you about to get in trouble. I'm just going to tell you right now. It's something... The fear still comes over my daughter. Mm -hmm. Like... 
she gonna she gonna kill me or she gonna kill you one of the two that's how you know certain disciplinary actions are effective okay for example like at the time like when when the girls and i would go out shopping and they would see bad children acting out mm-hmm. they're adults and we're out they're they like them babies is gonna get in trouble I have to tell them, remind them, them, them are not ours, okay? <laughs> I'm not getting ready to whoop them kids, so you don't have to be scared. You feel what I'm saying? But kids do that. They look at other kids like, your parents is getting ready to whoop you. And you know, I don't look at the kid, I judge the parent. Yeah. I look like when I, we were on a flight, I don't know if it was this last time or when we were going back home, um, back up to India up north. Um, it was some child on there that was just acting ass. I'm trying to think if it was Italy or not. No, it wasn't wasn't Italy, babe. And I remember looking at the mother like, you really gonna let this kid boss, you know, bitch you out like that? Absolutely, In public? Mm -hmm. Like, out of respect for my, it was the, even though I had a smart mouth, I never tried my parents in public. Don't do it. Because I knew whatever that repercussion was, it was gonna be two times as worse once we got home. (laughs) Listen, I was gonna have to face my daddy. Mm -hmm. My daddy was a boxer not saying he beat me like a boxer but my dad didn't run for <laughs> shit my daddy had stamina now granted he was a drug addict mm-hmm. in the past, but he still had stamina he still worked out when yeah. he got better yeah um and so it was just certain things i just knew i could i could think i could get away with it you could try it i could try it but my daddy had the patience of a fucking tortoise okay he was just sitting waiting on me mm-hmm. and i will forget my father did shit like whoop us out of our sleep my dad caught me coming out the bathtub one time. Yeah, like a whole shit. day went by. That's some. That's some. A whole ab- day. That's some abusive shit. That is. A whole day went by. Like my father would literally. Like my father worked that three p.m. to twelve a.m. shift. Mm-hmm. Do throughout the week, and my mother would work nine to six. Right. So between three and six, my brothers would watch us because mm-hmm. I'm the, like I said, I'm the youngest of seven. Mm-hmm. So. My, a couple of my older siblings and I were close in age. Mm-hmm. But my older brothers would watch us to make sure there wasn't no shit going down. We mm-hmm. weren't getting in trouble, no shit like that. But if certain things weren't done by the time my mama got home, she would call our dad and be like, you know, we told the kids to do this, this, and that, and they didn't do it. My father, all my father, I heard my father tell my mama one time, I'm going to handle it when I get home. Nigga. When I say the fear of the Lord ran through our bodies to the point where my mother was like, y'all sit up and wait for y'all daddy. We, this is a school night. I didn't. You just heard me say he got off at midnight. Yeah, we was sitting up waiting for the ass whooping to come. And I think what it was was that we was supposed to like clean out the trash can that was out in the yard where he burned the trash. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do it. Like me and my sister was supposed to hold the bag, and my brother was supposed to empty it out with the shovel. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to do it together. We didn't do it. It was cold outside. We was like, we just not gonna do it. Bug it. I was like, cool. They ain't gonna do it. I definitely ain't got to do it because I'm not gonna ready to do it by myself. When I tell you, my father came home, and then after he made us do it, what we were supposed to do at the first place, he then whooped our asses, and then we could go to bed and get up for school four or five hours later and go to school. Yeah, shit like that. Fucked I up remember shit. I was so. And my mom didn't whoop me a lot. My mom doesn't have patience for children, okay? <laughs> and I'm saying this as her child. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I could feel that. Or and she'll admit it. She'll like, I don't like kids or baby or animals. Like, <laughs> my mom tell you that shit today with a straight face. Absolutely. I won't feel one build of guilt. And she's a mother of two. Okay. Um, and I remember having fear. Because she didn't whoop me a lot. But it was just her coldness, I would feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was my responsibility to wash her uniform. She worked 12-hour shifts yep. in the hospital. Yep. So when she came home, I was responsible for laundry. And I was the queen. And I still do this shit. I would start a load and leave them. 
I would forget about them. Yeah. Start doing so I get distracted. Yeah, I, I, I take care of the laundry in this Because I forget. Yeah. I do. I don't know why I'm so absent-minded with the shit. But I was like, oh, I'll get to it in a minute. And next thing you know, it's two days later. <laughs> so I did this shit repeatedly with my mama's clothes. Like her uniform with being a washer. And she had to get up for work at 5 a.m. Mm. So I remember one time I had so such PTSD from her. <laughs> I woke up at like 2 in the morning. I was like, <gasps> my mama clothes in the washer. <laughs> your ass, your ass got scared in your sleep. I went downstairs. I ran downstairs. And I kept checking to make sure it was dry. Shit. And she was like, Gabby, are my clothes dry? Right. And she had this. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know. <laughs> Double checking. Double checking. To make sure. Listen, me, me and my sister had to make sure my mother's clothes were ironed for work the next day. Mm-hmm. So every day we had to clean my mother's room. Mm-hmm. My mother worked six days a week from nine to six. Monday to Saturday. Mm-hmm. She only got one day off a week. My father worked sometimes six, seven days a week. And he cooked dinner every day to make sure my mother's dinner was hot when she got home from work. When I tell you my mother ran that house, it was not a game. When I say thug shit, y'all know. Y'all ain't ready. Like, so every day me and my sister had to make up my parents' bed, mm-hmm. sweep the floor, make sure her dresses were straight, wash her clothes, make sure her clothes were ironed for work, shit like that. My dad's uniforms, we had to wash them, dry them, hang them up mm-hmm. so the wrinkles would fall out. My father was like, y'all don't have to iron them because he's a janitor. Just make sure that my, listen, let that shit not be done. When we yeah. hear that car door slam in the driveway, with, but I don't know how we managed to get shit done from the time they got out the car. Speak of the devil. Ooh, <laughs> your mama calling. Yeah. From the time they got out the car to the time they walked to the front door, I don't know how we managed to get that shit done. We was miracle workers. The Lord was on our side. I remember sometime I would hear my mom alarm go off, and I knew her clothes was in the washer still. <laughs> and when I tell you, I would sprint down the motherfucking steps. <laughs> I put that dryer on high heat and be down there like, please let me dry, please let me dry, please let me dry. <laughs> Your mama going to work with uniforms is too small. And she would come out the bathtub like my clothes ain't dry. They almost there. Just give me ten minutes, mom. <laughs> I'm over here look cussing out the dryer. Why aren't you drying faster? Cause your ass didn't do what the fuck you supposed to do in the first damn play. So all we saying is, you know, discipline. I think it does have to be in the middle. Like have a healthy balance. I gotta, I gotta change it up. I gotta switch it up a little. Now. Here's the thing. Certain things are ingrained in me. Yes. So, I'm a try, babe. Okay. I am. I'm a try. Like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk to our daughter. And I'm going to be like, you know, why Why would you do that? Like, what, what made you want to tie your brother up, okay, and or try to drown your brother? Or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Or why did you go into mommy's purse? I came from that injury. You didn't go in your parents' purse. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. You better not go in your mama's purse. That's that's a death sentence right there. Mm-hmm. She gonna look at you. Did you go in my purse? I told you to bring me my purse. I didn't tell you to. You invading her privacy. Not okay. She can have anything in there. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I don't go in your purse. You do. You be yeah. like, babe, go get my wallet. I'm uh uh-uh, um nope. I'm it's not. so weird to me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, girl, you are all in my vagina. But yeah. You can't go in my purse. I'm not going time. in there. <laughs> I'm not. Mm-hmm. On that note, yeah, we're yeah. gonna take a quick commercial break. Commercial break, guys. And we will be right back mm-hmm. now. And we're back. Yes, we are. Um, so we have a question from a listener that we would like to go ahead and put on air. Um, I think I did let her know that we will discuss it during this episode. So here we go. Would you leave a two year relationship because you haven't had sex in a month or two? 
this is what I'm going through currently with my girlfriend. She's having doubts on if she should, she should stay with me or not because we haven't had sex in over a month. I would love to hear your point of view. Hmm. Would, would I leave a two-year relationship over a- sex? No. Over lack of sex over from a month or for two months or less. No, I'm not because something's going on. I'm not. I mean, like you've got two years invested. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Find out what the root of the problem is. Yeah, I'm not getting ready to leave you because we we ain't fucked in a month or two. Now, don't let us get to month month three. Yeah, month three is a red flag. You better have a medical issue. Yeah, something can be going on. I, I do understand. You know, like you said, medical issues. Mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. the stress of financial issues. It could be a mental issue. Mental. It can be a confidence thing. Absolutely. Like, you know, you do go through moments where you're not sexual. You mm-hmm. know, like you may want, you may be more sensual, but you're not sexual. Yeah. Um, and that's perfectly okay. But communicate. I think that's a big part of it. Are you communicating with right, your partner right. as to why you are not feeling the need to have sex? Because that is a big part of a relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if she went from having sex with you on a consistent basis to one day all of a sudden she decides, you know what? I don't want to be in this anymore. It could be her fear that maybe you have found someone else. Right. It could be her fear that you don't find her attractive anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or it could be her fear that you're now bored. Mm. And so as the person that's not feeling sexual, it is your responsibility to communicate. Absolutely. To your partner. Talk to and, them and, and talk to them yeah, like, hey, this is what I'm going through. You'll be surprised how often the people are more understanding than we give them credit mm-hmm. for if we include them in our own inner dialogue sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not saying you owe her that, but you, you owe the relationship that. Yeah. You owe your relationship communication. Because you've invested two years as well. Yeah. Don't just blank out on her. Yeah, don't you know vamp out. Yeah, don't. And just go and just go dark on her like well, you know, she's obligated to accept it because she's not. Cuz mm-hmm. remember what you won't do another motherfucker will. So don't put her in that position. Mm-hmm. Open up your mouth and talk to her. Sit her down and be like, "Listen, this is what's going on. The bills are stressing me out." Or I went to the doctor and I found out that my uterus is broke. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just Open up and, and and let her know what's going on and talk to her. Even if you don't feel like she's going to be understanding, mm-hmm. it's still it's still the right thing to do is to have a conversation with her and say, you know, hey, this is what's up. And then if she chooses not to understand or accept it, you've done your part. Yeah, yeah. you've held up your end of the bargain. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So if she's still shitty about it and she's still trying to put you in a position where you're still fucking, being like, listen, I told you what was going on. Yeah. And you're not accepting it. It's yeah. not anything. And sometimes we know how motherfuckers can be. Sometimes that you tell them the truth, and they still want to believe it's something else. Mm-hmm. Standing your truth. And you know, as somebody who we have been through that, you yeah. know, we've been together five years. Yeah. It's a lot of shit we've been through mm-hmm. at this point. Now tell them. Um, you you do go through moments where you're not sexual. There are times like right now, I don't feel I'm very sexual. Mm. Um, I may have the desire to, but because of other things going on with me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not as vocal about it. Whereas at one point I was hypersexual. Yeah. And now I've kind of found it in between. My wife has went through where she wasn't as sexual. She has diabetes. And so when we find ourselves in those spaces where a month has went by mm-hmm. and we haven't had sex, one of us is going to hint at mm-hmm. it. I'm, I'm saying something. Listen. One of us is going to say something. My babe is definitely going to say something. <laughs> when it gets to month three, 
the tension is so bad if you haven't had that communication that your imagination has ran wild yeah that sexual frustration builds up and turns into something else and you start thinking things you start imagining things you start putting two and two together when they didn't they not even factored in (laughs) but because you don't have transparency in that relationship yeah you know why haven't you spoken to her about it Mm -hmm. as you know i understand not wanting to but are you maybe you're embarrassed yeah and it happens you know like i broke down and told my wife some really embarrassing inner thoughts one time mm-hmm. and i didn't want to talk to her about it but because she's my wife and after two years this is a partner y'all yeah. in a partnership basically um i felt she was old that yeah that she needs to understand what i'm thinking in times where it affects her mm-hmm. um Maybe she's on a different page than her partner. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe they ain't not even in the same fucking book. You know, sometimes that happens. One person perceives something as being, the relationship as being one thing, and the other person basically feels like it's not that at all. Like, I don't owe you an explanation. Yeah, we've known each other for two years. We've been fucking for two years. Yeah, I've confided in you about some things, but it's not that kind of relationship. Like, maybe her partner don't really feel that way about her. Mm -hmm. Or maybe she's pretending to to get something out of her you know what i mean so now this young lady is all in um with her feelings emotional financially the whole nine you feel Mm -hmm, what i'm saying mm -hmm. and she feels like hey i i I, you owe me this like i deserve to know why we have not been sexually active in 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 two months now the truth of the matter is or it could be the truth of the matter could be that uh she may have met someone else and i hate to put that out there but let's not pretend like that's a reality. It's mm-hmm. hard to deal with, you know? It's, diffi- it's difficult to accept because you have given this person your time, love, and attention, you know? And mm-hmm. you expect in return what you've put into it. But the truth is, is that that doesn't always happen. Right. You know, so for this young lady who posed this question, I would say, one, don't jump to the wrong conclusion. That's first and foremost. Secondly, go to your partner and ask her what's up. Like, what's going on? No, this she's the one not having sex. Oh, the girl who posed the question. Yeah. The oh, one. she needs to talk to her babe about it. Yeah. Most definitely. Sit down and have a conversation and let her know what's up. Mm-hmm. It, it might be one of the most difficult conversations that you ever have. Mm-hmm. But as long as you choose not to do it, you're going to agonize over it. You're going to have that anxiety. It's going to cause stress. And it's only going to get worse. It's going to build up to something that it. No, may- I don't think she's going to have the stress. I think the the as long when she keeps putting it off, I think it's going to make it where the partner's imagination keeps running. But what I'm saying, I mean, she posed the question so silly. Clearly, it's a concern. Mm-hmm. You know, like she doesn't want to lose her partner. Right. That's why I think she does. I don't think she does. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is like she needs to go to her partner and say, "Hey, this is what's really going on with me." Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, like. Be transparent. Yeah, she might have an STD. Why? You gotta go there. I'm just saying, like, that's a reality. That shit's real. But there's some motherfuckers out here not doing the right thing. And they don't want to bring that shit home. They don't want to bring that shit to their partner. So they avoid it. And that's not okay. Or she can just be going through a she point where be. she's just not feeling attractive. She could be. And sometimes that can feel like... Talk to your babe about it. If you're telling your partner that somebody who struggled with that... um Sometimes you can be hesitant to say that to your partner because you feel like they'll take it as if they don't make you feel attractive. Um, when it's an inner thing, you know, like you can be going like I gained extra five pounds or some shit, and you'd be like, Oh my god, look gross. Mm-mm. Um, it can be a 
internal thing but i think like my wife said the basis of it is you need to communicate with your wife your partner you need to be honest about what you're going through what's making you not want to have sex for a month or two months Mm -hmm. um what y'all doing why are you rejecting sex like something's going on yeah like you've been in it for two years obviously the fucking was good what y'all going through you having some financial issues or some shit like that shit'll yeah the stress of that listen you be like, we can't afford to fuck. Turn your whole vagina off. This whole time we having sex, I'm thinking about money. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to make this life be a work this fucking month. I only got three-fourths of the rent. God damn it. I don't know how. But you don't ask for a bottle of water okay. afterwards. I don't know what to tell you, all right? I don't. It'll, it'll turn every fucking thing off. That shit deserves... Like, I hate coming to my wife about financial issues. I do. And she knows me. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will agonize over the bills. I'll stress out anything I can do. Like I'll go out here and sell a limb before I ask my wife if I could palm one of these motherfuckers. I'd be like, I only need one arm to drive. I can type with one fucking arm at work. She's probably going to ask me where it is and be like, I got it on loan. I'm going to get it back. I didn't have enough money for this for her to be looking at me like motherfucker. What? (laughs) Okay. What? And you could have came to me and we could have talked about it. I hate going to my wife, that kind of shit. But at the same time, she's my wife. Mm-hmm. I'm invested. She deserves to know what's going on with us financially. Mm-hmm. If I fall short, she always manages to pick up the pace. Now, I don't like ever falling short, and I try to avoid it. But life happens. But that does. Life happens to all of us. We're both human beings, and you're human, and so is your partner. Mm-hmm. Have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Do what's right. I, we tell y'all you mother- want her to talk to you. Yeah, we tell y'all that all the time. Do what's right because mm-hmm. if you do what is right. That mother, that other person can't ever say that you didn't. They have a they they have to respect that. Absolutely, you know that's the space of you know. I respect you to, for coming to me. Mm-hmm. You know, even when it's difficult. Mm-hmm. So that's our advice. We wish you well and good luck in that situation. Absolutely. And now to the fuck show. Oh shit. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> last week. Um, I'm not even going to mention this person's name because I'm pretty sure she's branded herself or some oh, shit. Lord. So there is a, a internet sort of popular person. Um, she does a lot of natural, like she did the extended breastfeeding. She was really popular online for that. Like she breastfed her daughter till she was like four. Um, and she always posted videos and showing the girl taking her whole titty out, breastfeeding herself, which mm. no judgment. Hey, if that's what you want to do, it's called attached parenting. Apparently. Okay. Um, that's another parenting style. I'm not doing I'm not, that yeah, I want my not. titty back. You definitely okay? not. I got things I need to do with this. I titty. got things that I need to do with it. I don't need you being a whole ass two feet shorter than me taking my titty out in Applebee's. You feel me? Tell me I'm about, hungry. Not with them teeth. No, you you're not. That goddamn broccoli. <laughs> okay. That's what we're going to do. That's it. All right. Well, this lady became popular for this type of attached, attached parenting style. Then it kind of morphed into, um, you know, like she would have like episodes on YouTube, you know, about being a single parent. And that got her the attention of some celebrities and um, she ended up becoming the mother of a celebrity's child. Mm. Um, and now she's kind of found her way into the LGBTQ community. Mm. So I saw nothing wrong with it at first until I started following her post. <laughs> As you guys know, I don't like fuck shit. I'm the lady. This is the lady speaking. I don't stud doesn't really connect, like keep up with shit like this. I really don't. It literally came on my timeline <laughs> and <laughs> I saw this lady's post and it was one post in particular that was really problematic to me. 
Um, and I'm going to read the post and I'm going to tell you why I find it problematic. And my issue with straight women who use lesbians as a crutch to get over the trash ass men <laughs> that they have decided to either have children with or who have scorned them. Mm-hmm. And so now they want to get a woman because they think, oh, well, you know what? Now the t- she's new. She fresh puss, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. fresh puss in boots. Mm-hmm. So now she's like the new kid in school. She gets all the attention and shit. Yeah, and that's what they're looking for a lot of them. I mm-hmm. feel it's attention. Okay. So I'm going to read you guys the post and maybe you know i want y'all give me some feedback let me know if i was hypersensitive because you know i'm a cancer that shit happens (laughs) um or if you see the problem in what i saw okay so she wrote this post intimacy looks and feels so much different since her and it's definitely become so much more than intercourse though masculine and energy still gentle and caring and touch Though protect and provide and vibe, still nurturing and supportive in essence. Spoonie has never felt so dynamic, so good. Fuck what you heard, get you a woman. Mm. And then she puts the hashtag, so damn gay these days. Hashtag, still saying it's just her. Hashtag, not not quite sure I'm lesbian yet. Mm. Hashtag, I know it doesn't matter. And then someone asked her, have you always been bisexual? And she writes, define bisexual because my immediate answer is no. So let me get more info first. So here's my motherfucking problem. Oh, Lord. Now, people have retweeted because, you know, this is the era of, you know, no labels (laughs) and accept everything. Y'all going to get tired. When y'all going to stop accepting fuck shit? Uh Uh-oh. Now, when somebody calls it, I wrote a post and I didn't put any curse words on it. I said the shit was fucking problematic. And I said what the fuck I said Mm -hmm. because it's problematic. Mm -hmm. This woman is clearly, did you read it as if with those hashtags and her wording, does it sound like she's embracing our culture or benefiting? Benefiting. Now, as a masculine woman, why do you say this? Now, before we go, this woman has two children, two different men, and now she's found a woman. Okay, go ahead. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I think that she's benefiting because the relationships with those men and she's haven't worked out. Like she's not getting what she wants out of them. So now she's getting ready to choose the alternative and that's not okay when she's not really gay. She's not really a lesbian. Did you hear her say that she's not like when someone asked her directly? Yeah. And you say, well, my immediate answer is no. And then I'm not quite sure I'm gay. So what are, what the fuck you doing with a woman? You're, you're, you're literally using this woman now for attention Mm -hmm. or affection, Mm -hmm. but you're not even embracing the culture at all. At all. You're completely pushing it out. I'm not. And I would say no. So what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? What you doing? And so some of these queer ass women took my post and and they've been sharing it and saying you know i don't see what's wrong all that matters is that they're happy no it's not what all that matters stop letting people fucking benefit from a culture when they contribute jack nothing shit nothing they contribute nothing this is a a point in case in straight women who use masks and I talked to my wife about this years ago. Yeah. I said straight women sometimes have a infatuation with studs. Yeah. And she didn't see it at first. I didn't understand. I told her, it. I said, that's why I'm cautious about your straight friends because I have seen it being that I can quote unquote hide. Mm-hmm. I don't look gay, I guess. I do. 
And so <laughs> straight women have conversations in my proximity. I've been friends with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And you hear how they sometimes make masculine women a fetish. Mm. They won't go all the way and date a feminine lesbian because they think of the work that might be included. I may actually have to eat some pussy. Okay. And they, that's too gay. <laughs> that's gay, goddammit, when a pussy's in your mouth. It so, is. I'm going to, I'm going to test. That it is. So they get a masculine woman mm-hmm. because she smells like a man. Okay. She's, you know, a little more, her energy is masculine. Mm-hmm. She's protective. She tends to be a provider. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, this is a great feeling. So, so they're getting the benefits that they would have with a man, but the affection of a woman. Of a woman. And so I told this mm-hmm. to my wife a few years ago. I said, straight women, a lot of straight women make masculine women fetishes. And I said, I'm not even masculine. I find it fucking offensive. Mm. And this bitch <laughs> has been the prime shining example. And, I'm, and and for her to tell other women who are straight, get go you get you a one. This bitch ain't no motherfucking toy. <laughs> you all dumbass hoe. <laughs> Lesbians are not a fucking toy you can take off a shelf because you tired of Tyrone fucking you and leaving you with another mouth to feed. Stop treating lesbians, both feminine and masculine, as fillers in between niggas picking you. You know what? I think I just identified your superpower. What? You are the protector of lesbians. I am. Where my cape at? Lesbian girl. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. You be protecting us and shit. Okay. Ooh, made me hot. Yeah. And then the same people over here getting mad at me. You queer to your gay, your lesbian queer, or the fuck you want to call yourself. Why are you defending someone who's blatantly disrespecting the culture that is yours? Yeah. Because the minute a man comes around here and he got a real dick, she gone. Basically. Let him woo 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 in her fucking ear. She's gonna be like, "Well, I was never identified as gay." Right. You know, love is love. Mm-hmm. You know, and meanwhile, now you got a, a hurt woman who gave you her all. Who got name. attached to your kids? Woo! And your kids got attached. And your kids got attached. Mm-hmm. And now because you know you didn't identify, you're too scared. You can't a- a- identify as nothing because you don't want to be stuck. Ooh, wait. That's what did. You're not accountable. Or man. you don't want other people identifying you or judging you. Yeah. Is that? You don't want the accountability of that. Mm-hmm. Saying, mm-hmm. you know what? I, and I'm not saying, I understand everybody has a different walk in this life. People come out in different ways. It literally took me until I was 30 to vocally say, I am gay. Right. Um, but we're not talking about that. But I didn't use women to hide. You know, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a camouflage type situation. Right. And when I read it, I immediately, at first when she came out, because she came out on June, like, 4th, which was the beginning of Pride. Mm-hmm. And now, mind you, the month prior, she was talking about all the dating apps and all the men she was running into. And then all of a sudden, she's in love with a woman. <laughs> and at first, I said, here we go, this U-Haul shit. And, mm-hmm. But I didn't mm-hmm. even say nothing then. Because I said, you know what? I get it. You go through phases. You want to make sure this is really what you want. You know, you're dating. You don't know if it's just for a moment or if it's real. And then you get... But then the problem fucking entered mm-hmm. when she wrote that shit and she rejected anything that made her a part of the culture that she was benefiting from romantically. Yeah. Yeah. And then to tell other women who are straight, forget what you heard, get you a woman. Like we a novelty. And then I'm looking at the comments. This bitch has almost 200,000 followers and all these women talking about, yeah, I'm tired of these men. I may have had a cross... Keep your miserable ass over there. Don't come over here. Because the same shit that you doing to, that you going through with them, you gonna go through over here. Because it's you. 
You the motherfucking problem. You are the common denominator. Don't bring that shit over here. Mm-mm. Don't. The grass is greener over here. That's because we use fertilizer. We water our grass. We pay the bills over in this motherfucker. No, you keep your ass over there with your brown grass, Tyrone, or Jerome, or whoever Rome you got, you know what I'm saying, over there, and, and fuck with that motherfucker. Don't come over here trying to dibble and dabble. We don't want that shit. I'm not going to sit around just because this is the era of accepting everything and letting people walk around this bitch being a bland-ass label. Accept whatever someone throws. You got to be identify shit to see shit. Woo! And a lot of y'all want to embrace everything. Well, no, I don't. You don't have to for her walk is her walk. Then <laughs> you got to see it as a walk to claim it as a walk. Yeah, she's literally saying she's rejecting any part of this culture mm-hmm. except for the sex. She lets that be known. Oh yeah. Oh, her tattoos are so damn gay. Stop labeling things as gay. Yeah. She put that as there. Her tattoo so gay because she has a tattoo of a woman playing with herself. Mm. She put she put the woman. She showed her tattoo. The studs tattoo on her arm is that her tattoos are so damn gay. Mm. And it's just like, I feel like she's at a point where she's tired of carrying her baggage alone. Yeah. And she wants someone to help her with it. Mm-hmm. And she found the perfect filler in a masculine woman mm-hmm. for the moment. Because it's not going to be permanent. It's not going to last. It's not. It's not. I hate to bust your bubble home, girl. If this gets to you, and I hope it does. Because I'm saying this from a place of love of my community. Yeah. And people who have went through hell. To live in their truth. For somebody like you to come in. And because you have a mass audience. You know how fucking dangerous that is. To put in these straight women heads. To just go get a woman. Mm-hmm. So that they could go get fucked for a few months. And then go to a man. then leave a whole bunch of broken women. Yeah. But you a healer. Talking about your village. Well your village is going to be fucked up because of you. But they not have even seeing it. Have some fucking responsibility. They not even seeing it that far ahead. They not. They, if, they in it for the fields. And for you gay women that support her way of thinking and her logic, I want you to find the biggest, most lubed up dildo to sit on and fuck yourself. Because you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. That shit was funny. I apologize. That's ignorance right there. You have no self-love or self-preservation for your community. Yeah. I understand everyone has a different journey. Everyone has a different walk. Everybody doesn't come out the same way. But in no way is that where you should reject the same thing that you are technically in now. Mm-hmm. Ain't no technically. Once a female's tongue is on your female vagina, mm-hmm. bitch, you, you something. You like, but straight, you are not. You like gay shit. You like women. Get over it. Yeah. You like getting your pussy ate and you like eating pussy. And this, the pussy is a beautiful, organic amazing loving caring embracing part of your body i know because my wife gave me hers and it it is so beautiful it is so amazing like it comforts you It, it brings life into this world why do we have to why are you ashamed of that why are you rejecting that why are you saying you know well i'm not but I like getting my pussy ate by a woman. And you should try it. Because that's basically what she said. I'm not gay. But it's just her. And you know what? Fuck all these niggas and what they doing. And fuck what your family think and friends think. Go get you one. Yeah. Like it's the latest trend. Girl, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. No, she's probably done that and still wasn't satisfied. Trash ass bitch. Ooh. Ooh. I had to just say it. Now, that is not the mouth of a lady. I, it, it is not. <laughs> but you are such a fucking lady. Ooh. Okay. I just can't. It just bothered me. In such a way, because I just think of all the people like they, you know, in the lesbian community specifically, you have a lot of hurt women. Absolutely. 
A lot of women fall in love with straight women. A lot of women fall, you know, in, in these situations, they get caught up. And, and then the woman leaves them for a man. Mm-hmm. So they can try it. Like you a chemistry set. I'm an experiment. I'm an experiment with you. That's what she's thinking. And try it. And if I like it, cool. And if not, but I'm not giving up men, though. That's what that bitch is thinking. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to tell you that right motherfucking now. Okay? I done been through enough. That's what she's thinking. She going to go back. Oh, yeah. Because she thinks she got a chance. Oh, yeah. She, she still thinks the right man is out there for her. Oh, yeah. That's why she's not. That's why she's dejecting mm-hmm. and rejecting any type of title. She thinks oh, the right man is still out there for her. But in the meantime, this strap. This is going to do for right now. Because she's taking care of me. She might be taking care of my kids. Uh, yeah. she. They, she. Every time she gets a chance to go live to show what this woman does from her, she does. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm so spoiled. And she's lapping up the attention. She's even made them a brand that quick. Mm. It's, to her, this is a move. This is a business move. Mm-hmm. And it's also a move to keep her feeling wanted. She feels... It's almost like this is somebody who's felt rejected from men, both famous and not famous. Right. And so now she's got her somewhat some internet celebrity them, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you want to call it. And she's found a woman that sees her in the light she saw these men. Right. Right. And and now she's riding that way. Let me check this stud real quick. Go ahead. Do what you do. I'm Nigga, gonna... you get your motherfucking life together and protect your community and protect yourself. You get your motherfucking life together, protect your community, and protect yourself. You know, it's flattering when someone says you're attractive or someone comes on to you. That's great. Maybe you weren't in a relationship at the time. You were single. You were like, cool, she digging me. Woo, woo, woo. No, not woo, woo, woo. Not okay. You need to, a lot of these studs out here get off on turning out straight women. Mm-hmm. That's never been my thing. I, I'm, not, I'm not perfect by any means. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not, I just can't do it. Like, it's not, it's not my thing. Nonetheless, um, you really need to check yourself. You really do. You really need to, you should have really just told her, you know what, you're not, you're not for me. Because I, stop wasting your fucking time and your resources and your money and your energy. Because that's what you're doing. Because if you think that it's going to pan out and y'all got a future together, she's still waiting on Mr. Right. And you are not Mr. Right. You are not. I'm speaking from experience. I'm telling you the truth. Whether you want to hear it or not. And it's not hating. It is just, it's not, it's observation. She put it on a public forum mm-hmm. and everyone was clapping and, ooh, no, I'm not going to clap. We get so excited when somebody like us. Yeah. Like, it, it don't make a difference whether they have ill will towards us or not. I if, want- if somebody sees us or likes us or they can see the potential or see how great we are, we get so hot. We don't even think about what their ulterior motives are. I'm going to have y'all do a little game with me. We're going to swap this out. Now, say this was a white woman and a black man. Mm. And she put out, she wrote this same thing. I'm going to read what she wrote, but I'm going to swap it. I'm going to do some creative shit. Oh, she getting ready to get mental on y'all motherfuckers. All right. <laughs> Intimacy looks and feels so much different since him, and it's definitely become so much more than intercourse. Though this is a spirit and energy, he is still black, but he's gentle and caring and touch. Though protect and provide and vibe, protect and provide and vibe, still nurturing, supportive in essence. Spoonie has never felt so dynamic, so damn good. Fuck what you heard, get you a black man. Um. Still saying it's just him. Not quite sure if I'm within a racial dating yet. I don't know. I know it doesn't matter. I hope y'all listening. Still saying that it's just him. So damn 
interracial these days. How fucking offensive does that sound? It sounds now horrible. that was on the spot. Now that, I know I could have did it yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, but that that was fucking horrible. They still would, not into interracial. They would have ripped that white woman to shreds. She would have been done. When I say her Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter would have been shut down. They would have fucked her. They would have treated her like Rachel Dolezal. They would have. This bitch is Rachel Dolezaling the black gay community. They would have fucked her up. They would have fucked her up. I could have did that smooth, but that's how I look at things. If you swap out gender and put it as a right. If this was a white woman dating a black man, she kept saying, well, I'm not really into interracial dating, but fuck what y'all heard. Get you a black man. I'm in it for now. Okay. And she kept, and if someone asked her, so have you always been to interracial dating? She said, well, my first answer is no. So define what you mean interracial. Right. That would sound problematic as fuck. Bitch, you confused. What you mean define it? What you mean define so it? So before you hop on this train of why well, you're just being a da da da, you could, I'm not going to say what I want to say. It's yeah. Sunday still. Yeah. But swap it out. Change those words. Put racial words. And since that's, we're a very active culture mm-hmm. when it comes to racial words. Mm-hmm. So swap that out. Imagine this was a white woman talking about a black woman. Mm-hmm. Or a white woman talking about a black man. And it was a race thing, not a gender thing. Yeah. It would be highly offensive, would it not? And that motherfucker looked like a fool. And she would look like she had some undertones of racism. That motherfucker looked stupid. You look dumb. And he would look like a dumbass. Yeah, you look like a real dummy. For real. Like, you desperate. Ooh, chat. Yeah. The ghetto. My wife was passionate about that, y'all. Well. She read them, they motherfucking rights. (laughs) That is pretty much all I had to say about that shit today. Mm-hmm. I saw that last week and it's been boiling. I um, Because, you know, even though she, I didn't, you know, talk to her on there, I did follow her journey. Like, a lot of people was like, well, what does she even do? And I was just like, I don't know. She's just known for doing <laughs> stupid shit. Like, being this village woman or some mm, shit mm. and that completely turned my stomach mm-hmm. it turned me off mm-hmm. and when you see how much hate gay people get when you can go to essence.com or essence on instagram and see a beautiful picture of two gay black brides and you see all the fucking hate you get man but you got this straight girl over here you know she won't even pre- she can't claim it to even fucking protect it wow but she been, but y'all want to be mad at a gay girl for saying what she said was offensive. Suck all the dicks. That's what she really was gonna say, y'all. And on that note, we're done. Happy fucking pride. Yeah, the real pride. Well, I'm gay. I like pussy, and I like my. I love my wife. That's it. From a gay woman. Ditto. And I love you and all your masculinity. Thank you, baby. And all your lesbianism. Thank you, baby. And you are not a fetish. You are a human. You Thank are a woman, and you have feelings, and you're real. Thank you, baby. I love you too. Drop the fucking mic. Bam.